Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo and there's something I'd like to share with you today and it's, it's this one big thing that finance teams throughout the ages have always known that uh, other functions sometimes forget and it's this one big thing that drives uh, or accelerates value better than anything else out there and you know that's why finance teams have existed since the first organizations about 5,000 years ago thinking 3000 BC in ancient Mesopotamia it's because finance teams knew about this one big thing that accelerated value better than everything else. And that's why finance teams were required back then and they're needed today. So what is this one big thing? Well, it's trust. In fact, it's actually high levels of trust that drive and accelerate value. You know, there's even a trust equation and I'll get into that a bit later on. But, you know, just picture or imagine for a moment someone who you've worked with or currently work with with whom you have a high level of trust. You know, so what are the first impressions that, that you have of them, particularly if we ask ourselves the question, what's it like to work with him or her? Or what's it like to communicate with him or her? Or how fast can you work with him or her? Or what kind of results do you achieve together with them? You know, I'd also like you then to maybe consider a second person, but only this time, and like you may have figured out where I'm going with this, is with someone you have a low level of trust or perhaps where that level of trust isn't where it really needs to be yet. So what's the first impression that springs to your mind with them? I mean, what's it like to work with them? Communicate with them? Even how fast is it to work with them or get things done with them? And ultimately, what kind of results do you achieve together? So unknowingly or not, what we've done here is actually had two different types of relationships. And how would you describe those? You know, are they like night and day, um, successful or unsuccessful, or perhaps, you know, is it easier? Or are you more eager to do work with one of them and actively try and avoid doing work with the other person or minimize your time with them? So in effect, what we've done is actually put a qualitative value around trust. But can we actually build out a quantitative or maybe a financial value so we can even build a business case for high levels of trust and having high levels of trust? Well, you know, the difficulty with that is it's actually quite an intangible area, right? So some people believe or just don't know how to get their arms around valuing trust. But in fact, some researchers have actually attempted to estimate the cost of low trust. In fact, suggesting it's a bit like a very real trust tax. And otherwise, people have tried to assess the value of high levels of trust and called it like a trust dividend. So there are people who have tried to quantify this. For instance... In 2004, uh, one estimate put the cost of complying with the U.S. federal rules and regulations alone in the United States. Um, they put that cost uh, due to a lack of trust at about $1.1 trillion a year, which is more than 10% of their gross domestic product at the time. And another recent study by the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners, you know, they estimated that the average American company lost 6% of its annual revenue to some sort of fraudulent activity. And I know when I was working in a fast-moving consumer goods company, you know, we estimated at about 2% of revenue. So that's actually quite big numbers if you think about it. And then you've got the dividends from having high-trust environments or teams. You know, So there was a research done by uh, FTSE Russell. They discovered that if you invested in publicly traded companies featured on the 100 best companies in the great place to work list uh, every year and then divested the stock and then reinvested in the new ones or new companies in the top 100, 
you'd actually have returns that were three times greater than that of the general market. And there was another study done in 2015 by Interaction Associates, which shows that high trust companies generated two and a half times more revenue um, growth than low trust organizations. So there are people out there have tried to quantify trust. And but you know, finance, we've always known this. In fact, we've tried to break it down to an equation. It's actually quite in our DNA, it's quite intuitive. So what we've done is whether the numbers are financial or non-financial, we've always aimed to drive decision makers uh, towards better decisions. You know, we've always aimed to provide assurance that those numbers are as complete and accurate as they can possibly be. And whether we're reporting them historically or projecting them forward, you know, we always want to ensure our enterprise are continuing as a going concern. In essence, we want people to have credibility or belief in the numbers that we're presenting. So we work very hard to establish trust around the numbers and actually provide strength in the numbers in that in, in that effect. So in essence, these uh, relationships we've been talking about that involve trust, they can be represented in the form of an equation. So you've got high trust, which equals more speed, lower cost, and ultimately sustained results. You know, and that means then that when trust goes up, cost goes down, uh, speed goes up, and ultimately you get a resulting high trust dividend, which enables like our organizations to succeed in their communications, their interactions, decisions, and to move with incredible speed. By contrast, then in a low trust company or in a relationship, you know, low trust places a hidden tax on every transaction, whether it's every communication, every interaction, every strategy, every decision. So, okay, maybe I might have convinced you by now that there is a business case for trust. So the next thing is we need to know how to build it. And that's a little bit more involved. So I'll defer that conversation to another episode of Strength in the Numbers, maybe the next one. Um, but I do want to point out, there is a reason why we bring the guest mentors onto the show, because the guest mentors believe that finance will continue to play a role in driving trust and improving trust in our organizations in our numbers we have a significant role to play particularly if we want to become more influential and solve meaningful problems faster and at lower cost and you know these episodes are free so they're low cost and they allow you then if you take on board what our guest mentors are saying and review the detailed timestamp show notes but the relevant points they're making you, know, you can then use that insight trust in those insights to go on and have fun successful and rewarding careers in accounting and finance so I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, please check out our website at sitnshow.com or subscribe to our episodes iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, on all the major platforms. And until next time, take care of yourselves and keep building our strength in the numbers. Bye.